0: Cairo, Seattle.
1: It's time to get schooled with the professor, Sean Clayton. Welcome to Schooled with the Professor, and of course, uh, the big story this week has been the Indianapolis Colts. I don't think I, we've seen a training camp open up as crazy as this one, in the sense that there's been at least uh, three major problems that they have, and I know in the off season, when I was looking at the AFC South, I was giving the Colts the edge to win the division, mainly because you know Chris Ballard does a great job with personnel. They were able to make the Carson Wentz trade. Tennessee's gone through a lot of changes on the defense and you know, a lot of starting changes and all that. They were scrambling all offseason. So I know it was going to be close within a game, maybe half a game, something like that. But what we now see happening is that Carson Wentz is going to be out five to 12 weeks with a after foot surgery. Uh, Quentin Nelson, the best guard in football. He's going to be out 5-12 to weeks after foot surgery. And there's even questions about Eric Fisher with his Achilles. Is he going to be ready for the first month of the season? Joining us is a good friend Mike Chappell from Fox59 and Fox59.com. Also a Hall of Fame voter. We'll get into Hall of Fame stuff next. But uh, what has happened to the Colts?
0: Well, it's crazy. All of a sudden, the the fact that the coach missed the first you know, week to 10 days of camp with a positive COVID test. That's like number four or five on the news list. Uh, And you didn't mention that Ryan Kelly, their promo center, hyper his elbow is going to miss another week or so. Yeah, it's kind of crazy. And they they entered camp with major questions at, at significant places. Quarterback, pass rush, left tackle. And the only thing that's really being cleared up maybe is the pass rush looks pretty good, but whenever your quarterback, you know, John, you've mm-hmm. not been doing this a long time. Whenever there's an issue with your quarterback, it, it doesn't paralyze the team, but it sort of steers your, your attention and your, and your coverage around that position. So until they get this quarterback situation figured out so one way or the other, it's just hard to get focused on other things because. That's such a, a significant part of what they're going to try to do.
1: Oh yeah, no question about it. And particularly, I thought that the the Wentz trade would work out well <clears throat> because he's you know reunited with Frank Reich, and then all of a sudden, you know, they've not even they won't even have a single practice together. First off, on Wentz, is there a chance that he'll be ready for the opener against the uh, Seattle Seahawks?
0: They're, they're remaining optim- cautiously optimistic, I guess. You know, they talked about you know the, the the front end of the five weeks, which which would have you ready to go. Uh, that, that's the, the one silver lining, both with Wins and Nelson, is it happened when it happened. Instead of you know the end of August, and then and then you're talking, you're definitely talking missing a month or two. So, but but they, they don't know. They they said the first two weeks that, that with this injury, you do virtually nothing because you you want it to heal and then the next week or two, then, then you can start doing things, and you can and like with him, he can start throwing the football, going through walkthroughs, so it'll get to a certain point after three or four, maybe five weeks, that, it, that it'll be a pain tolerance issue. What what, what can you tolerate pain-wise? They're, they're, as much as they, they tell us and as much as I guess they know, that you get to a certain point that pain, not the threat of or the, the, the risk of re-injuring it, is an issue, so you know, I, I, I would think that there's a chance. I, I guess I'd say there's more of a chance in my mind for Quentin Nelson than Carson Wentz because Quentin Nelson's a freak. He's just a freak. But, uh, you know, it, it, this is not the way you want to do it. And the whole thing now is having to, to me, as a team, you have to progress, proceed like he won't be there. And you've got to get Jacob Eason uh, ready to go.
1: Yeah, and that's the weird part about this is the, the fact that, uh, you know, again, I, I just tend to doubt, you know, following injuries like I do that Wentz – because doesn't he have ligaments and uh, bone that uh, broke in there?
0: Well, they, what 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 Wright said is he had a uh, – this, this is an injury that went back to high school and it never had an issue with it. It, it was about a, the, the fifth metatarsal, and he said just a sliver of bone somehow worked its way free, and then they went in there and took care of that. We never – Officially, we never heard the ligament. It was always this, this uh, fragment piece of bone that had gotten that had gotten loose. And said they got in there and they saw. They said nothing else was wrong. Uh, so that that's what the team's given us. And they've been in this case the last two times pretty forthcoming uh, with the information. So as far as the bone and the ligament, all we heard officially from the team. What was the, the that little piece of bone that had worked itself free?
1: Was it a uh, metatarsal for uh, Quentin Nelson too?
0: They didn't say, but they, specifically they they said it was virtually the same injury. Yeah. No, they they said this was a uh, well, as long as I've been here, this is a first a developmental anomaly. <laughs> so I've never heard of. What the that heck before. is that? So uh, just something they said it was something he was born with and it had never been an issue, and then all of a sudden he steps wrong and it's an issue and it was really kind of crazy. We get, again, Frank misses the first week of camp and, and then the, the, the rookie portion the week prior. He comes back Monday, and, and his first two days back, we get Carson Wentz surgery, and then we get Quentin Nelson surgery. So I said, you know, Frank, Frank maybe you need to sort of stay away. Uh, but but it's, uh, like you said, you can't make this stuff up. And, uh, and to compound it, like you mentioned, Eric Fisher, I don't think anyone around here, at least certainly in the media, from what we've been told, expects them in September. I mean, they were talking early, they were talking eight months, which is again the front end of recovery. And I think that's the first of October. Uh, So it's with with so many high expectations to have Mm -hmm. these issues. It's just sort of the, the teams, the one silver lining for the team from what I was told is. These are not season-ending injuries with and with Nelson, uh, but you, you're going to probably be without two cornerstones uh, certainly through the rest of camp and perhaps uh, for the first game or two. Well,
1: the only developmental and um, uh, what is it? A developmental anonymity or whatever anom- it was? anomaly anomaly. Yes, I sure. mean, no, I anom- thought that was I thought that was the hiring and quitting of Josh McDaniels as the head coach of the Colts. <laughs> so, now,
0: let's not let's not go there. Oh, okay, that, okay. okay. That,
1: yeah that's yeah that was an anomaly that's for sure
0: that was an anomaly and yeah that was that's what's kind of crazy since since chris ballard's been here i mean my goodness it's been he's been one thing after the other it was that and you know andrew luck you know you you think you're coming here with andrew luck and he misses that 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 first season and then he he retires in 19 and it's just been one thing after the other it's whoever is the starting quarterback Against Seattle in that opener, it'll be the fifth straight year they've had a different quarterback starting quarterback on opening day. That's just, it's just hard to function as a franchise when you're bouncing from quarterback to quarterback. And this is a franchise that Peyton Manning started all 16 games for 13 seasons, and Andrew Luck comes in there and starts the first 51 games, and now we're playing quarterback carousel, and it's just tough.
1: Well, and then, and then the the bad part about it is the way the schedule is, because you can say these aren't season-ending injuries, but the season could end by week five if all these guys no miss that time. Because, I mean, they opened up the season, you know, with Seattle. And, of course, Wentz, even if he's there, is going to have so little experience with the offense and so little experience getting together with Frank Reich uh, then they come back and they have five games against teams with ten wins or more, you know, including the Rams in Week Two, Tennessee Week Three. They've got Baltimore, Miami. I mean, that they could go zero and five.
0: They could play well in this situation and, and go zero and five if if it's a, a Jacob Eason. Uh, now, if wins, if wins, ideally, if Wince had been here and had not, had no issues, then you know, then we'll see. But like you say, the first two were at home, and then that you know that Tennessee, Miami, Baltimore—that's all on the road. So, so it, it's just tough. And you know, as they always say, you can't win—you can't win something early, but you can really virtually take yourself out of it with an 0 and 5, 1 and 4, 2 and 3. I tell you, I would think they would sit there right now and take 2 and 3 and and just say, "We'll see you in week six.
1: Yeah, I, I, I can, I can you, see that. Yeah, it's, it's just a—it's t- just a tough start. Well, I mean, I guess to, to ask, how did Wentz look in the t- limited time that he was out there?
0: He looked good. I mean, he he, did, he looked good. He he he. he after seeing Philip Rivers not move last year, you know the one the one strength that Wentz has got is the mobility and extending plays. Of course, Rivers didn't have that. We saw the strong arm. We saw the movement. We saw running some some of the zone reads, which they they would have done some. So all, everything you know. There were some hiccups, some bad throws, but that, that was that. That's to be expected when you know with that condensed and restricted two-week OTA period and all that. So th- they they were very encouraged, and, and all of a sudden, you know, he's out, and you're going with a rookie that you, not a rookie, but a, a virtually a rookie, a second-year guy who didn't get much at all work last year because of COVID and no off-season and no preseason games. And he looks like a guy that needs to play. You know, you know, we've been critical of him and of the offense, but but he simply needs to play because he hasn't played. You know, he he's active all last year, never steps on the field, didn't take many reps if at all with with the you know early or in, in practice, Did you get Rivers and, and Brissett? So this is really a tough situation that they find those those cells in, and that he's in. Because it, it you can't just sort of nurse him along. They just got to throw it throw, throw all at him and say, what can you do, kid?
1: Yeah, and of course, I mean, that's the one thing. I Jacob Eason coming from the University of Washington. Uh, what? How do you kind of size him up as a quarterback? Because I know he has a strong arm.
0: Big kid. I mean, he's what, 6'6", 230, 235. Strong arm. I mean, no question. But what, what we've seen, what I've seen... And again, keep in mind he's practiced uh, seven times, eight times uh, in the in the first week. It was it was dividing things up w- w- with Wentz, and it's just inconsistent. I mean, it, it's the, the the arm strength is there, but we've not seen a lot of touch. It's like he's always throwing the Carlos Chapman fastball, and uh, th- that's a concern. Uh, I what's what's bothered me some is the indecisiveness. In 11 on 11 and and even seven on seven, which that that really bothers me when I see a quarterback hesitating in that. But, but he's, he's seen things that he hasn't seen before. Again, they didn't, in OTAs this year, it wasn't, they they weren't going against the defense. That's not the way they did it. So I, we're really sort of grading him and evaluating him unfairly, but that's, that's where we are. This is, you know, NFL big boy league and, and no one, outside the Colts organization cares that you have these issues.
1: Now, the one uh, thing I know talent, about –
0: you, you see the talent, but yeah. you do see the talent.
1: Well, the one thing I know, the scouting report on him <clears throat> from out here was that in his rookie season, there was no way that you could put him on the field. He was not going to be ready in any circumstance. And, you know, I guess thanks to Phillip Rivers and being durable, I mean, they were able to you know do that. But now it's a matter of trying to advance in year two and probably advance too early.
0: No, no question. I mean, again, I, I sort of slip up and say he's a rookie because he didn't do anything last year. Mm-hmm. You know, the, the major work he got was was after practice, before practice, when you keep guys around. And, and, you know, on game day, he'd be out there on the field working with the receivers. But it's not the same. You know, you, get, you can only do so much on the side. You just can't. And you, even during the offseason, when they get together and throw it, it's not the same. You know, all of a sudden, you're out there down, you got – these young pass rushers with speed coming at you. You've got some good corners covering receivers. So, like I say, it's it's a totally unfair situation for this kid because of, because of how last year was and how this year is. But that that's where they are, and it's going to be up to Frank Reich and and the other coaches and and Chris Bowden in his role to get him ready. And again, what, what's what's sort of impeded that a little bit is no left tackle. I mean, not you're on up tackles set Uh, Ryan Kelly's missed a week, and now you're without uh, Quentin Nelson, so you've got backups. We've had backups on the left side of the line, and they've looked like backups. Wow! Uh, They've they've sort of gotten overwhelmed by by this young pass rush.
1: Yeah, and I I know you know this, and I know this, but just to clarify, uh, Phillip Rivers is not an option now. I mean, he's made it very clear no. that he's coaching in Alabama at high school and he's going to coach the entire season because a lot of people were picking up on the idea, oh, maybe they're going to go back to Phillip Rivers. That is not an right.
0: option. He, yeah, I saw Sam Farmer's story, good, really good story, but it was like, you know, through at least October. Yeah. And if in the playoffs a couple weeks in November. And I tried to tell somebody right out of the gate, let, let's say Chris Ballard had called Phillip Rivers uh, as soon as Wentz got hurt and said, hey, what do you think? Well, what's Rivers going to play for $3 million? I mean, really? Yeah, He made 20 million last year, and, and he's going to get something decent if he comes back this year. And, and right now, these guys, I've not seen the latest figures, but they're probably 11, 12, 13 maybe. Under the cap, that's probably high. And you've got Darius Leonard to get done, so they they can't do that. They, they, they just can't do it. And I don't see him being an option for this team in October, November, because – you know, you you, you hope that Wince is back certainly by then. And if he's not, what kind of shape are you going to be in record-wise? R- Rivers made it very clear he wants to come back and play for like you know for a, a playoff team. Well, mm-hmm. I don't see. This seems either a playoff team with the wins or it's not a playoff team.
1: No, agreed. It's, it's a
0: neat little story to talk about, but it's it's just not going to happen here, I don't think.
1: Yeah, and kind of to wrap things up, uh, talk a little bit about the defense. How good could a defense be? They added two pass rushers in the first two rounds of the draft, although the second-round pick uh, looks like he's out for the year because he's coming off an Achilles from last year.
0: Yeah, the, the, the uh, Odebayingo, I can spell it. It's hard to pronounce yeah. it. He's got the Achilles. I think they'll probably put him on pup to start the season. Maybe he's ready, I don't know, mid-season, we'll see. But Quiddy Page looked pretty good. Uh, we, we keep catching it by the fact he's going against uh, Sam Tevy and, and the backup's over on the left side, but he looks like a real deal. I need to see what happens on the other side with Kamoko Teray, Taquan Lewis, and maybe Ben Banigou. Because, you know, keep in mind, they, they didn't re-sign Justin Houston. Danico Autry goes to Tennessee, and those are two pretty good players. Uh, It's a fast—you know, by the way, Gary Slimmer hasn't practiced yet. He had offseason surgery on his ankle. Hmm. Uh, So you you like what you see speed-wise and all that, but this group's not been together. But they have dominated this this offense, and you would hope they would because, again, the offense is, is operating at well less than 100%, and you're expecting this defense to take a major step forward this year.
1: Hey, one final question because, again, are the Colts right now at the bottom of the list of teams for vaccinations now that the uh, Washington football team's over eighty five percent,
0: yeah, I I saw something and the team doesn't share that. I think yeah. they're I saw where they're seventy 75 percent, and it's 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 it, it's an issue, and the Colts have done from uh, from Ursa to Ballard to uh, Frank Reich, They, they they've, they've pleaded the case, and I guess I'm wondering at this point. What, what you can say to, to, to convince players, because so, now you're talking to the real hardcore players who, for whatever their reasons, and you, we got, you know, I'm not going to judge a guy's decisions, but these are the people that are really dug in for the reason. So I'm not sure at this point how you, you change minds. We, we talked to, uh, Paris Campbell on, uh, report day, and, and he told us he had just got the first shot and was getting the second, so he was one of those late arrivals to the party. But you see guys out there with uh, wearing masks when, when you, they would be in positions where they, they would need to because they're unvaccinated, and these are some of the team leaders. Now, DeForest Buckner, uh, who, who's unquestionably a team leader, has been vaccinated, but uh, again, you're, right now you're dealing with players who, who are really dug in, and I just don't know how much I have a problem seeing how they're going to get to 80,
1: 85%. Yeah, unbelievable. And, of course, this is Mike Chappell from Fox59.com, uh, Fox59. Anything good you have posted here that everybody can kind of catch up on?
0: Well, I, well the last couple of days that I've enjoyed, I've, I've been splitting between the Colts and then the Hall of Fame with Edger and Peyton going in. So yeah, I
1: had
0: a, I had a pretty good story with Ed a couple of days ago. And today I did a story on Peyton. and sort of what made him who he is, the competitiveness of himself. That's why I enjoy this time of year when we've got guys involved because you get you reconnect with these guys. And again, I'm driving over to Canton tonight, and I'll be there for three days. And it's it's you know it's just yeah. such a great scene and setting. And I'm looking forward to it.
1: Mike Chapel, thanks for joining us in School with the Professor. Thank you.